We're coming to Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it's good anymore or not. Getting losers, we're podcasting and we're sequeling. And my name is Andrew, the uh, crowned prince of Nextoria, and with me is uh princess liza i guess of i don't mind being from um what is it called zamunda zamunda thank you this this sequel to this movie you love liza (laughs) which one knows the name of the country that they're from you threw me off i thought you were gonna be from zamunda too but Mm. no you're the enemy i am the enemy i live with wesley snipes um oh god <laughs> scary liza how are you <laughs> good how are you i'm doing pretty good me and wesley snipes evading our taxes together in Aww. next door yeah oh yeah. so cute talking about how much he hated being on blade um all liza, of them i think i think like there's a there's a pretty famous there's a famous set of stories i think especially from blade three that Patton Oswalt tells about like him just being really shitty to work with because he was just like done over it. Yeah. And like the blade movies are not great. So I'm not like, I would never be like, what's his problem? Like he had this great opportunity to be blade and he blew it. Like the movies are bad. So, you know, they are, I've never seen them. Oh, I think especially by blade Trinity, which is the third one. Mm -hmm. They're like, I think the first one is is like fine. I've always pictured them as like especially I assume I mean sequels are always eh most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh we can get into this <laughs> further. <laughs> um for the first blade since I've never seen it I always assumed it was just like fun to watch later cuz it it must be so hokey now. It's a little yeah it's it's like campy i think it's i mean it's purposefully campy but yeah i think they get worse as they go along and the third one excuse me has a young ryan reynolds like before ryan reynolds gets real famous before he was like uh what is it i always want to say daredevil deadpool deadpool cool yeah deadpool cool (laughs) dead cool um yeah before he became like super hot guy Ryan Reynolds, he was in Blade Trinity, Ryan Reynolds. Sort is of he a, a vampire? He's not a vampire. He is a vampire hunter. He's a smart-mouthed vampire hunter who of works course. with Blade. And uh, famous anti-vaxxer Jessica Biel. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how her and Justin are doing in COVID. Um, <laughs> anyways. Didn't they, also, are they not, are don't they have children? They do have children. Yeah, they have yeah. like two at least, right? Yeah, so great. Great choice to be anti-vaxxers Yikes. as parents of children and also... Uh, with, a, with a performer, like a live performer. A live performer. Parent and, yeah. who needs their job mm-hmm. to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. LOL. So anyways, Liza, speaking of sequels. So we're bucking the trend a little bit. Usually we go back and we watch something from high school. We have indeed gone into the present we are rogue we are watching something that came out just this month mere days ago in fact we're so hip we are so hip we made it we are (laughs) watching our final episode yeah we're closing the podcast here uh this is yeah fuck the fuck the stupid mission statement of the podcast and this we're now ending the episode with being in the present so um that's right we made it We've we arrived. We watched the sequel to Coming to America. Called? Coming to America. America. <laughs> <laughs> With the number two, of course. Yes. So uh, Coming to America is the sequel to Coming to America. And we are revisiting Prince uh, Prince Akeem, mm-hmm. who finds out through the, uh, his, his, the fictional country of Zamunda, of course, has very... Uh, patriarchal society mm-hmm. and 
he has raised three daughters with Lisa, the the woman he marries at the end of the, of the original movie. McDowell. And they have three daughters, but they need a a son in order to inherit, you know, to be the next heir to the country. Mm-hmm. So he finds out through a vision that some other character has. I didn't catch that character's name. He actually has a son in Brooklyn, in Queens, that he had with Leslie Jones, who they super, like, they they do the, the younging trick of having... Well, a, they splice in scenes from the first one, from the first movie. Yeah, and then have Leslie Jones interacting with those right. versions of Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy. With, like, shit ton of CGI on top of yes. their face. And then... <laughs> They, so I need to preface real quick that, um, Eddie Murphy is sexually assaulted in this scene and like he is, I don't want to use the, the, the really strong R word in this, Mm -hmm. but he Mm -hmm. kind of is like it's, and like it's played for laughs and I don't think it's very funny, Mm -hmm. but he is assaulted and he ends up getting Leslie Jones pregnant by accident in fact like he even admits he's drugged and and then uh he wakes up and you know goes about his business and never sees her again and it turns out he has a son and so now it's been 18 years or 20 years or or however many and so he goes back to uh 30 30 30 years because the the boy the boy is like turning 32 or something oh wow when when he meets him um so they go back and meet him, and we meet Leslie Jones, who is not aged a day, which is very, that was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to get his son, even though his daughter has been training her whole life to be queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to get his son in order to be king, or in order to be prince, to then inherit from him who is king, because Wesley Snipes's king of Nextoria is knocking on the door, and he will declare war unless his prince marries his princess so yep anyways that's the general premise of the movie liza what did you think of coming to america um that was a really good way to succinct the movie because there's i mean it's not a complicated plot but the it is like similar to the original one but there's there's just a lot going on and more of it takes at the same time more of it takes place in africa in 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 Africa, quotation marks. Right, um, right. Then the original, uh, which in the takes continent place, of Africa. Yes, um, like the original takes place primarily in Queens. Yes, and this one is primarily in Zamunda. Yes, there's only really just like two scenes in well, three are, scenes in like, in New York. There are three locales in New York, which is Leslie Jones's apartment, the the barber shop from the first movie, and the church, and the church. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, what did I think about this movie? I think I. Uh, yep, that's pretty much it. Oh, but, okay, <laughs> episode's over. Everybody, goodbye. I, uh, I there was a fair amount that was funny. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what was funny was possibly Leslie Jones herself. Yeah. Um, and lots and lots of cameos which i am kind of a sucker for so that was fun you've got they've spliced in in random spots uh morgan freeman um uh louis anderson pepper salt and pepper in vogue are in it um louis anderson is back for like two scenes uh, yeah they brought back some uh, more people than i thought from the first one so obviously eddie murphy and arsenio hall are in it uh the actress who plays lisa uh the actor that plays her dad mm-hmm. uh mr mcdowell uh james Earl jones is in it for like five minutes five minutes uh uh louis what did uh, louis what anderson louis anderson and also the man who I don't recall his actor name or his character name, but he um, sort of like assists the king in the first movie and like sings the song at the beginning to introduce the um, the the wife that Eddie Murphy is supposed to marry. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then in this one, he does pretty much the same thing where he sings at the beginning, but I don't think it's him singing. I sure. think they like very obviously overlapped. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny. Like there, some of the recall jokes from the first movie, I think probably a fair amount that got me happy and excited was the wink at the camera mm -hmm. for you know the fan service i i totally bought it in i was like yeah this is what i'm here for um so i was very delighted of all the fan service um so all the like spliced in scenes from the original movie and um and of course the i mean i'm not i didn't list the characters from the barbershop because those are played by eddie, eddie murphy, murphy and arsenio hall yeah. so, of course they brought those back um but yeah they they have random people show up in this movie which i thought was kind of fun uh the main different addition to this one besides it's the son and and um leslie jones is the wesley snipes character from another country oh i thought you were Africa. gonna say i thought you were gonna say colin jost oh <laughs> America's, right. America's, Jost America's in like funniest, two yeah, his our funniest comedian, finally <laughs> getting the recognition he deserves. <laughs> I mean, I I like Colin Jost. Oh. I think I like I think he's doing great or fine on on SNL. Him and Che, uh, Michael Che, have great chemistry, so it works. I don't um, particularly like either of them, so you don't. I don't. Oh, okay. Um, so I think he did fine in that scene where he's just sort of the put on put on the spot rich white boy. I think it works. Um, and sorry, uh, I, I sidetracked you. Were, Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. So that was the. I feel like that was the part of the movie that I. I think I just am most perplexed by. Because it like it's needed in the movie to like bring this um, pressure to continue patriarchal traditions because he's the one that sort of pressures uh, King Akim to find a male heir because those two countries, if if they don't. Um, if they don't ally through arranged marriage, then war will start. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I, I get the point of having it in the movie. I just like, I had overall, I had fun watching it, but the more I think about the movie, the more I'm like worried about the fact that there's a lot of caricature, like caricatures in it, which that's the case in the first one. A lot of the characters are like very so over the top caricatures. It's sort and, of, but I think pulling that again in twenty twenty one, I I just I don't know. It it feels sort of emblematic of the movie too, and like Wesley Snipes's performance to me is sort of a like allegory is the wrong word, but like he kind of exemplifies the movie in that his his performance is so like. I mean, I don't want to say it's up and down because it's like it's kind of what he's called upon to do, which is to be mm -hmm. like threatening in one scene and then silly in another and then threatening. Yeah. And like his character is just so like it's so weird and, and topsy turvy. And it kind of feels like that's the movie, too, where like mm -hmm. it's it's sort of this like welcome breath of nostalgia. But then like well, like some like not done in a particularly like self um like it's not really self-aware in terms like it like it doesn't feel very self-aware in terms of like at a certain point yeah the the like the, the the daughters who you are presented as like this the strong characters in the movie and the only ones who seem to take anything in this country seriously you know eventually do show their worth but at the same time like they're not really given the the respect that they're due, even mm -hmm. though like 
the like it kind of feels like the little nods that they gave to these female characters was their way of saying like we're actually you know like progressive and women empowerment and stuff and like it's 2021 where like like yeah they beat up wesley snipes but that's not like that's not that's not women empowerment. That's not like mm-hmm. giving, you know, especially the older daughter who is, who has prepared her entire life to lead the country. There's no like real resolution to that. And, and, and like she beats up Wesley Snipes and then the movie ends with a wedding again. And it's just like, well, what, like, I don't know. It just, it, the movie itself is just so uneven mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes' portrayal is so uneven. It just kind of felt like, I don't know, like, and, it's weird because in this movie, I say it's not very self-aware, but then they have a scene where, um, what is the name of the son? Wesley Snipes' son. Uh, you mean Eddie Murphy's son? Eddie Murphy's son, sorry, yeah. Uh, shoot. Uh, le, le, I can look up, I have my phone. <laughs> Anyways, his character and then the character that he's sort of shown to be having a relation, like a growing relationship with, which is the... Um, the bar, the person who cuts his hair. Mm-hmm. Um, they're having a conversation about how movies are all sequels now, and and you know, <laughs> unwanted sequels of things that you really liked before, and ha 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 ha. And so like they're having this sort of fun, you know, like oh, they're referencing that this is a sequel, and and that you know nobody, nobody asked nobody for it. Asked for it, <laughs> yeah. But then, Lavelle, like, Lavelle Lavelle Johnson Johnson, yeah, is his name. In and the, so in the movie. it's like this. They are aware that this is a like a a sequel to a movie that is now like you said thirty two years old, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard you know I'm not on a lot of Eddie Murphy subreddits, but um, <laughs> you're not? not not a lot a few but not a lot that I'm not entirely sure that there was a big fever for a sequel to this movie. And I, I mean, I'm a fan of the first one, yeah. even with its problematic things in it. And, and I had, I, when that, when we heard about the trailer, when we heard about the making of the movie, I was just surprised that that was even a plan. Yeah. Um, let alone like some, I mean, they'll throw around like sequel or remakes rumors, but then they never get made or like they realize nobody really cares or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that that was like fully produced all the way through, I'm still kind of surprised by it because it's not also like, it's not like coming to America. The original one is the most mainstream movie. I mean, it is popular and Eddie Murphy is very famous, but when people think of Eddie Murphy, they don't, that's not the first movie they think about, Yeah, you know? And so they think maybe like Beverly, Beverly Hills cop or, or something else, but, Mm -hmm. um, or something more recent, and, and so yeah, I imagine agree. I think this. Like, one of his most, you know, like one of his more famous famous movies, like uh, I don't know, Daddy Daycare, something that needs a sequel. <laughs> Doctor Doolittle. Um, hey, there were these three sequels to that. So yeah, um, I agree with you that I think there's something about the movie that doesn't know which tone to take, especially with uh, Wesley Snipes, and I think part of that is because they used very serious real world things for that character Mm -hmm. like like just uh violence and and like um like the whole joke about him like you get the couple scenes in the village or country whatever in the place that wesley snipes crew lives in and they're like teaching young little boys like school and it's like a whole joke about okay we're done with school and now go play with your you know cocktail molotovs and Mm -hmm. kalashnikovs and like all this these weapons and it's played on like this is funny and 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 you know um satire kind of tone but i think i don't know to me at least because it's like so grounded and like real sad issues yeah. that are real to the world i think it, it it's like it's a hard laugh line to find and i think they tried to make it funny and you can make funny out of things that are really sad but there's a really particular way to do it it's really hard and you need a lot of like 
I don't know, like, I mean, there's a reason why the phrase too soon Mm -hmm. and like, is it too soon when it's still happening? You know, like it's still current. Uh, There's not enough like perspective or something. So I think maybe that's why like I was having a hard time laughing at everything that was related to that character. Yeah, the the portrayal it's of this, the, too. It's I don't know the the portrayal of this. I mean, like, there's also like on top of that, there's like shots of you know, like they do like a wide sweeping shot of Nextoria, mm-hmm. and they have like it's almost like propaganda for like this like this sort of like dictatorish character. Yeah, where he has these like big billboards of his face and like you know announcements mm-hmm. going on about him. And then, like, yeah, they're just scenes where he's just being silly. And, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, after he gets his, you know, he gets beat up by Eddie Murphy's daughters, then, like, you know, at the end scene, he's kind of clowning around and dancing and stuff. And it's just, like, what? And he still shows up at the wedding. Yeah. And what is this character? Like, Like, what what are we supposed to, like, and again, like, I don't. Because he's not a villain. But is he? I don't like I'm not asking and I do not want to see a realistic portrayal of an African warlord and like, you know, like what he would do in this situation. Like, but I also don't like don't make like a a funny bit out of it either. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see that dead serious character in this movie because it doesn't fit. But also you can't make it like a comedy character either. And they don't like because they're not doing either particularly well like it's just it falls into this weird gray area and Mm -hmm. it kind of i don't know like it i think and not wesley snipes's performance but the character itself kind of drags the movie down a little bit yeah and 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 when i first saw wesley snipes i was kind of excited i don't know just like having the idea of like all these people participating in this movie and especially people that you don't like has wesley snipes done anything between blade four and this it's uh, been yeah whatever uh, it's been i haven't been watching it yeah and if we haven't neither of us know yeah. then i don't think anybody is watching right <laughs> um so part of me was like excited to see like who they got for this movie and thinking like these are people that maybe loved the first one and like asked hey can i be in this this sequel mm-hmm. i really love the first one you made something like that but yeah i think like it was just a, a the tone just felt icky a little yeah. bit or I don't know it's really it was really hard to read and then you're right like I think the panning over the village and uh, like having like it's like they're only showing they're using I don't know when you like kind of step back you realize like the only things they've portrayed about the entire continent of Africa is like either like exorbitant wealth or uh, extreme poverty. Like La La Land, like (laughs) where they're, you know, they're really happy and wealthy Mm -hmm. and like everything is fine and everything is abundant or, or like, yeah, like um, violence and horror. Right. And and it's like, okay, so those are two extremes. (laughs) Right. Um, I think that was what I was looking for in the movie too. Like when it became clear that the movie was going to take place primarily in in quote unquote Africa, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like they don't like you know, they don't really show in movies, especially like Western movies. There's not really a ton of portrayal of like life in Africa. No, and so oh, I was, especially like regular life. It's either yeah. like some horrible events or some or it's kind Wakanda, of... right? Like yeah. it's like a fiction. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, I was like, oh, like, I'm I'm honestly, like, very excited to see, like, what, you know, like, maybe he walks around in, like, in town in Zamunda. But instead, it's like the sets are as limited in Zamunda as they are in Queens because it's, like, in the palace or it's, in <laughs> it's inside the or these really poorly done, like, CGI bird's eye view situation. Besides for the scenes where they go, like, hunt a lion or whatever they're doing cutting cutting the the whiskers the whiskers of the lion which is still just like a patch of grass right (laughs) right and so like i don't know like i understand it probably wasn't in the budget to fly Mm -hmm. all these actors out to africa you know Mm -hmm. and film 
there. So I'm sure this was a, a set or something, and they went to like a safari in, you know, like wherever, Arizona, whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Georgia, wherever. But like, it's just, I was, I was looking forward to there being more to look at in this movie because like, right. again, like in Western movies, they never go. We, like you never just see like like a day in Africa, you know what I mean? Like it's just like you you see it in obviously like Chicago and Toronto and Rio de Janeiro even, but like mm-hmm. Tokyo, it just never you never get to see that part of the world in Western movies. And so I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity to do something, and they don't do it. No, it's a bummer. And like yeah, it was a bummer, and especially because, I mean, it's also just like an Eddie Murphy comedy, and like yeah. I don't know that we needed to raise the bar that high but because it seemed like they've teased us in a way that yeah the most of the movie is spent in zamunda then you would think like oh some of these scenes could be at a market or at i don't know like you said like downtown or whatever but they don't do that what did you are there like we've we've talked about things we didn't like it is there stuff that you did like about it i really liked seeing arsenio hall again yeah i i liked um yeah, I had nothing. Most of the cast, I I had no problem with. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly. I it was fun to watch everybody. Um, it seemed like everybody is having fun doing it, which yeah. is important. Um, I think I liked the the son character. I love the daughters and mm-hmm. the the garments and like the, the just the styles and like I feel like they did bank on like they spent a lot of like effort and time on and money on the um the attire yeah the outfits and like all of that Mm -hmm. uh the dancing like i one of the things i love about the first one is that first super produced super choreographed dance scene with the with uh when eddie murphy's supposed to get married um and so they sort of mimic that in this one but with a western like 21st century flair on it mm-hmm. um with with having salt and pepper and ice cream i was like is that salt and pepper yeah like, <laughs> so i i did like that they were being very obvious about i did you know it was hokey and and i was kind of like ready for that so i did really like all the stuff that was a little over the top because mm-hmm. of like look it's it's winking at the old movie but we sort of made it like a new upgraded more recent version of it with like um current either like it was like a mix of like throwback um performers mixed with very current performers and so i thought that was really fun um i think what was missing too is part of the first movie is this idea that akim is a fish out of water because mm-hmm. he's like he's trying to assimilate in queens but because he's an african immigrant there's like just cultural things that he doesn't have and so there's all these sort of silly scenes where there's either like communication gaps or just like slapstick uh humor which is fun and i i like fish out of water type stories it's mm-hmm. always like i feel like that's a good go-to um because it always sort of spins on its head where like the locals end up learning more than the the non-local the fish mm-hmm. uh and so i think they almost like tried to do that with the sun a little bit because a little him but they didn't they didn't go enough in it like i feel like after two minutes him and his mom are just like, yeah, we're just in Africa now. Like, <laughs> I think that's I think that's where like the having more locales than just them at the palace would have mm-hmm. would have served because like yeah, you're right. Like, it kind of felt like they were going to flip it, and he was gonna be a fish out of water, having been from Queens going to Zamunda, mm-hmm. that he was gonna be feel like culturally out of place there. But because they don't really go anywhere other than in the palace or you know go look at a lion, mm-hmm. there's no points where he's just like. Yeah, whoa, whoa, I feel so out of place here. Like it just is like like he immediately meets Wesley Snipes' daughter and he's just like, Okay, yeah, I'm into this and then like, you know, eventually decides it's not for him. But there's no yeah, there's not really they don't really play with that in a way that I was kind of looking forward to in your 
like you were saying with the fish out of water stuff yeah i also think like i feel like they they started the movie by by i i got excited because the beginning of the movie or at least as soon as you get introduced to the sun this i feel like they sort of hit at this idea that he has like a lot of potential or whatever mm-hmm. but just is sort of in a runt or doesn't have access to opportunity in new york to have a career or to start something he likes and so he's he's like he sells boot uh whatever bootleg tickets or whatever you call them um he's like a scalper at uh madison square garden but yeah and sort of like has hustle type jobs and and i feel like they were hinting at the fact that he was looking for himself you know mm-hmm. looking for what he's good at or looking to like do something different uh because he has that job interview with colin jost that you i feel like they were hinting at the fact that this was, movie was going to be more about like finding yourself by being in a different place like be, you know being a fish out of water and like having these completely different expectations of like he used to just try to figure out how to pay rent in new york to like becoming a king in another country with like all different like cultural expectations mm-hmm. um and i i feel like they, what they could have done is more that route of having him like find himself and find his purpose or whatever um but in they hint at it but then it just like as soon as he meets the the gorgeous lady that does his hair then he's like no i'll just marry her instead and <laughs> yeah the end and and she's like yeah okay like i don't know that was also like the movie is kind of long which we talk about this a lot yeah. on this podcast is length of movies um and although there's a lot going on in the movie it still feels a little too long like it's it's weirdly yeah it's weird that it's it feels too long and yet like the all three daughters are completely under service there's no like yeah they are under all three of them are underdeveloped characters and do and never mind that like lisa in the original movie is a businesswoman right. she runs the the mcdowell company for her with her dad and she one of the reasons why she doesn't marry eric lasalle is because she doesn't she's like a very independent self-driven woman which for late 80s early 90s was like the whole empowerment of it all Mm -hmm. but then for some reason she had three daughters and is like kind of okay with her husband still searching for a son to like i I don't know like i just don't buy it i'm like okay so she does she is okay with that like why did they teach their daughter to try to be a queen if they, it was never going to happen? Like that kind of just doesn't make sense to me. And you're right. They, they, although the daughters have like cool scenes where they fight and they have cool scenes where they like tell someone off or they, they like, they are this, you know, say something smart. <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's still undisturbed and underdeveloped. Like you don't really get to know those characters very well. And then same with the, young woman that the son uh likes that they directly fly back well back for for americans and for theoretically the first time for this young woman mm-hmm. to queens to some ringety like weird motel looking church with a creepy <laughs> the 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 priest from the first one who's yeah. played by arsenio hall uh and they just like get they're supposed to get married and the whole time the whole entire wedding scene which doesn't happen i was like where is her family like does she does she, she has, just fall off from an apple yeah, tree she has like, no <laughs> she has no life and no family outside of her duties in this castle apparently like she yeah she has yeah there's no consideration for like and I don't even know that they're at the wedding when they go to Zamunda at the end of the movie. All yeah. those people seem to be other like palace people. So like mm-hmm. I for all we know, like, yeah, you're right. She was grown off of a tree and she <laughs> is served her purpose to uh, keep the plot going. Uh, hair. Yeah. And get married. Uh, um, so so oh, I, at the same time, I, I was expecting. I mean, it's not like Eddie Murphy is known to be, you know, 
the feminist of Hollywood. <laughs> Actually, quite the opposite uh-huh. for the stuff that he's written. Like, yeah. he's not known for that. And I, I sort of, like, knew that was going to come up. So I try to, like, suspend my disbelief. And I still had a fairly good time watching it. But, sure. like, the more I think about the movie, the more I, like, find things. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. Well, um, we- and we didn't even touch on the actual offensive parts of the movie. Yeah like the transphobia and i'm still really surprised that he got away with playing the stereotypical jewish character in the barber shop yeah yeah i just i i part of me can't believe that went through hollywood and they were like yeah okay we'll give you money for that yeah um what would you give the movie out of five lion's whiskers how many lines whiskers would you give it? And do you consider it to be a worthy successor to coming to America? Ooh. Out of five lion whiskers, I would give it a three and a half. Mm. Maybe it's a little too high. I don't know. Because I, I did have fun watching it. And I, I think if you'd like the first one, you should watch this one. Um, but I'm also very curious. I haven't looked up other people's thoughts on this movie. Sure. And I really want to do that. And I don't do that very often. But uh, I haven't heard anything either. Like mm-hmm. just you know, organically through social media. So I don't know if that means nobody is watching it or everybody is a little quietly perplexed. <laughs> so I'm actually really curious to to see. I might just seek it out and see what people think about this movie. Um, but it, it was, I think most of the points go to like the actors that they picked to be in it and the fact that we were, they were able to bring back so many of the original um people sure and like i said the 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 dance and music and like sort of the visuals of the movie are really fun Mm -hmm. how about you i think i'll give coming to america 2.5 whiskers okay coming 2.5 america (laughs) Yeah, it's a uh, like you said we didn't really get into the problematic stuff and there's there's quite a few. And like the 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 sort of like messiness of it costs the movie some points for sure. It is it, it is a like as somebody who only saw Coming to America the first one when we watched it for this podcast um I forgot about that. I don't have a ton of nostalgia for it, but I do have nostalgia for Arsenio Hall himself. So it's it was fun to see him again and to see that he has not really aged that much in 30-something years. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to the movie to dislike. I did have some fun watching it. I was really jazzed when In Vogue and salt and Peppa showed up at the beginning, and I was like, okay, this is the movie it's going to be great. I'm going to have a lot of fun. And then that sort of is the last, maybe the last time that sort of nostalgic tense, you know, or not tense, but sense happens. So yeah, two and a half, I'd say is probably the best I can do. I also think maybe the first half is much more interesting and fun than the second half. Yeah. I think, yeah, because after the after the halfway point, you sort of stop getting all these cameo surprises. Yeah. And you're sort of into the very simple, predictable plot. And so mm-hmm. you're like, okay, now we're just sort of, well, I'm on the train and yeah. I'm just waiting the, for my stop. The um, <laughs> the scene where they show it in the, in the bloopers at the end of the movie, there's a scene where it's at the like dinner table the big dinner table when they first get to Zamunda mm-hmm. and Leslie Jones asks, why are these mashed potatoes black? And it makes <laughs> Lisa laugh so hard 
uh-huh. the actress who plays Lisa, she just like bursts out laughing, and I was like, that she's like fun. choking on her yeah. drink. That looked fun, like that, like genuinely, that looked like a really mm-hmm. fun. I don't, I wonder if like that line was improvised. I don't think that was written the way the way the that, way she reacted um, to the it. Lisa, uh, the woman who plays Lisa, the way she reacts made me think that that's just Leslie Jones just fucking around, right? And so like, <laughs> if that's the case, that's very funny, and like yeah. she clear like she got her, and that was a very fun. Mm-hmm. Little blooper, but anyways, Liza, let's get to the surprise prize. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, I just opened the window and a flute. I can hear it playing through oh, the window. Fresh air. Oh. You know, the flute in this song just kind of reminds me of a cool breeze sometimes. Sometimes it make me it makes me feel like I'm on vacation. Ah, that's nice. Yeah. On the uh uh Mamma Mia Island. <laughs> I wish. You're on vacation with uh Amanda Seafried. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Colin Firth, and of course What's this Sarsgard? One of the isn't it? Oh that? yeah, Stellan Skarsgard. Stellan Skarsgard is in it. And of course, <laughs> M's. What a weird combo of men. It by is. The way. It's very weird. <laughs> and Meryl Streep, of course. Of course. Is queen, there. queen Meryl Streep. The queen. All right, fellow Fernandos. This <laughs> All of you are Fernandos. <laughs> this week's the surprise prize is a little weird game for oh. you, Andrew. I like weird games. Well, I know how much you don't like games, but you love them when they're weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I realized recently, as in yesterday, that a lot of the things that I, I've had you watch for this podcast are competition related. Like they have like some kind of competition or... goal. Okay. Such as Sister Act 2, recently viewed, uh, has a choir competition. Oh, okay. Um, I see what you mean. Yeah. And... Then I, so I went back and looked at the other things I've had you watch, and I could make a list of five things that are competition related. Uh, Glee has a fair amount of competition in it. Mm-hmm. Top Chef is the ultimate competition. The ultimate competition. <laughs> Bring it on, duh, joy. Duh. And Ms. Congeniality hmm. is another competition. Yeah, you're right. And although I don't think of myself as a competitive competitive person Mm -hmm. i guess i like watching things that are competitive um so in the spirit of competition who won it uh i have this question for you okay if you had to pick a partner for uh fill in a show name who would you pick and i have the show to give you okay Amazing! Uh, out of uh, out of the characters that from the things that I listed. Okay. So Glee, Top Chef, Bring It On, Miss Congeniality, Sister Act Two. Any of the people or characters from those things. Okay. Who, uh, who would you pick to be your partner on the Amazing Race? Okay. So, um, uh, obviously, then for some reason, Jillian is not available. Well, she's not in any of those things yeah but i'm saying if you had to go to amazing race obviously you would take jillian oh right she's not she's not available you're giving me an out in case jillian listens to this and she wonders why i didn't pick her immediately what you're saying is she is (laughs) she's busy doing other things and unavailable it's taxes season it's tax season Hmm. so the amazing race which is a show i have never watched but i am sort of familiar with Mm. Who would I pick as my partner for the Amazing Race from Glee, Bring It On, Top Chef, Top Chef. and Miss Congeniality, Congeniality or Sister Act or 2? Sister Act 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh. So from what I understand about the Amazing Race, you're on a, a race that is a bit of an amazing spectacle in itself. <laughs> Yeah, you go around the world and you like in a fast way, 
and you like answer you have to like you get these clues and you have to figure out where to go and then you do like physical tasks sandra bullock from miss congeniality that's solid i think she's like she's smart enough that she would figure out the puzzles. She's clearly much more physically fit than me. So she'd definitely <laughs> carry us on that end too. So what I would what I would provide is the entertainment for the camera because mm-hmm. of course as we know she's sort you of a stiff that. she's sort of stiff and like you boring know, by the book and then you got me kind of clowning around for the camera. So we would we would win America's hearts because I'm being kind of a goof and she's the one who's like <laughs> doing the work, which is of course like a good allegory for women in the workplace also they are the ones who actually do the work while we men fuck around and don't do shit great love your answer what about the survivor or just survivor do you have a partner in survivor sure okay. i don't know i've never watched it do you now have a, p- a partner i don't survivor? think so i think it's a very i think it's a very one-on-one on one-on-one-on-one then uh Let's just imagine you could bring a partner. Oh, okay. It's a yeah. special season where imagine. it's partners instead of singles. Hmm. Survivor, Tom Colicchio. Because mm, he, he could cook he food. Could cook for me. <laughs> Whatever bullshit is on the island, he's making into a delicious dish. <laughs> That's not a bad pick. Uh, the next show I have for you is um, who would you pick as a partner in... So you think you can dance. I've also never watched it, but it looks like it's about dancing. So the obvious pick is someone from Glee, right? I guess. What about Bring It On? That's what I was going to say. I'm going to throw in a, a, a monkey wrench into the thing. I'm picking... Oh, shit. What is her name? Uh... Kirsten Dunst's character from Bring It On. I can't think of her name, but... Oh, I don't know. What is her name? Mandy or something? Mandy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it's Mandy, but... Um, yeah, Kirsten Dunst from Bring It On is my selection. All right. Torrance. Torrance. Tori. Yeah, Mandy. Torrance Shipman. Yeah, Torrance Mandy. Of course, her nickname, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. The last two I have for you are, who would you pick as your partner to go on Wipeout? Ooh. That's Wipe also out. not a, a, a duo, but if, it's a special season where they do duos. Are you going to watch <laughs> the new season, by the way, that's hosted by Nicole Byer from uh, Nailed It? No. What? It's Nicole, it's Nicole Byer and John Cena are the hosts. Oh my god, are I you serious? Can't wait. It lo- that I have not seen like a single second from it, but I bet they're really fun together. Is it on Hulu? I don't know what it's on. Hmm. I think I'll it's on like it I think it's on like terrestrial TV, but it probably airs on like a Hulu or something the next day. Is I'll look it up. Terrestrial TV? What does that mean? That's like like live TV, like oh. TBS <laughs> or ESPN or something. It was like as opposed to extraterrestrial alien TV, yeah. alien TV. <laughs> so Wipeout. Gosh, that would have been a good one to have Torrance. Mm. Yeah, really. Well, there's other characters in there, but you have you have not picked anybody from Glee or Sister Act Two or Sister Act Two. You know what? Wipeout, I'm going with my man Frank A. <laughs> hey, hey oh. Frank A. I gotta go with my man. Why? Because <laughs> if like a big, if like a big, uh, like a big cylindrical like foam balls coming right at me, I'm throwing Frank A. in the way of the ball. <laughs> he's your human. He's my human he's shield. My human shield. All right. And the last one, which you have to pick a six, Sister Act 2 character, or no, a Glee character for, is Double Dare. Double Dare. I've never watched it. I've watched you plenty, like- plenty of Double Dare. <laughs> Gosh. Um, That's the one with the slime, right? It's There's a lot of slime. Um. There are there are questions, of course. Though that's or there's like a dare, double dare, and then you can do a physical challenge. Mm. <sighs> Oof. 
who do I want from Glee? Who has not been problematic for Glee? <laughs> and is still alive. And is yikes. <laughs> yikes. That's sadly there's at least two of the cast members are the no show longer is with us. So cursed. And it's then so, three, actually. Three cast members are have passed on. And a bunch of them have been uh deemed problematic. So like it's basically like Artie <laughs> and Kurt, I think, are the are the like ones the left last standing. Ones. Um I'll pick Kurt. Yeah. Why not? I bet he He like, probably knows a lot. He probably knows a lot and I, And he would he would make slime look cool. And somehow. I bet he's like surprisingly fit too. Like so when yeah. we do the physical challenge, I bet he'd do pretty well in that too. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick Kurt. I feel like he'd be fine. Like he would be a good he, he would like take it seriously to like try enough, but also not too seriously, so you would still have fun playing with him. Yeah. 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 Good choice. Good answer. Andrew. Good choice, Andrew. <laughs> I think I would take Padma Lakshmi. No. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. To uh, Amazing Race. Because she like travels a lot and like eats all the travel food. Oh, so you think like no matter where you go, she has like either like a person around who would help you or like she's like. I think she just like has traveled a lot, which is like important for that. That's probably helpful. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. What about the other? What about the other shows? Who would you pick? I don't know. Um, I would probably pick. Uh, I don't know. I might pick like Eliza Dushku for "So You Think You Can Dance," or for "Wipe Out" because she's so like over the top, tough. Yeah, she's push you. She's faith. <laughs> um. And maybe I would take I would maybe I'll I'd pick Kurt for so you think you can dance because mm-hmm. I have three left feet so I would hope he can like pick up my slack um, and uh what's his name Ben the cop in Benjamin yeah Benjamin Bratt for Survivor. Mm-hmm. Just because he's a cop and uh, miscongeniality, so he, I don't know, would know how to do something. Right. <laughs> uh, or he's like FBI or whatever it's supposed to be. And so that would leave Double Dare. You'd pick somebody from Sister Act 2. Mm-hmm. Who am I getting? I'd pick Whoopi. Right. Whoopi would be the best. She'd be yeah. so fun on that. She'd be so fun. She would know a lot. She would totally be down for the slime. And I bet she's met Mark Summers, the host of the show, and like they would probably yeah. have a nice witty repartee. That's right. With each other. So old I old pals. Old pals. So I think that's a great choice. Liza. Thank you. And Welcome to this weird game. Thank you for the game, Liza. And speaking of great choices, uh, you can make a great choice for yourself and subscribe to our Patreon page and get bonus episodes of Throwback to School and the Gentleman Overlords for just five bucks a month. You get four to five to six to seven to eight podcasts a month. Uh, Who knows? A mystery number every month. But uh, you get access to our Patreon for just five bucks a month. And you can also follow us on social media, Twitter, twitter.com slash TBT school, Instagram, Instagram.com slash throwback to school and Facebook, Facebook.com slash throwback to school. <gasps> nice. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs>